Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, April the 24th, 2023. My name is J.B. Hickson with Not By Works Ministries, and welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, today, I want to talk about Luciferian lies that many people believe. And uh, I decided to kind of record this and make it available to you uh, because uh, through the years, as I've been talking about the uh, the Luciferian conspiracy and the way we've been lied to so many times, and I've tried to connect the dots through Scripture uh, to to demonstrate Satan's uh, agenda to take over this world and usher in a one-world system. As I do that, I, I come up against uh, objections again and again that are the same objections. Uh, people tend to naturally be questioning some of the, uh, the, the depth and breadth of this Luciferian conspiracy because they've never really studied it, never heard it before, and it, it it's just an, a knee-jerk reaction to some of the things that I have uh, presented through the years. And uh, this weekend, I had the opportunity to visit with, uh, on a couple of different occasions, my wife and I went to dinner with folks, uh, good folks that we talked about. And, and as we talked about all things conspiratorial, all things related to the Luciferian agenda, I was just reminded uh, how often these types of things uh, come up, not from our dinner guests, but just in the course of conversation. And so I wanted to take a moment to just kind of distill it down to 10 Luciferian lies that many people believe. And, you know, I address these in passing frequently. Uh, scarcely an interview or podcast goes by where in the course of the discussion, I don't address some of these objections just because they're natural. They come up. And, and I'm always thinking as I'm speaking and answering questions, you know, uh, I think to myself, well, I know what you must be thinking. And for some of you, this is hard to understand. Well, let me tell you why this is true. And so I do naturally uh, seek to overcome these objections, but I thought it would be helpful to have them all sort of in one spot. These are major objections to the Luciferian conspiracy, uh, and I'm calling this Luciferian lies many people believe. Before I get to that, though, let me tell you, boy, we have a fantastic week ahead. I absolutely love Mondays. I know that might make me strange in your mind, but the reason I love Mondays, first of all, I'm coming off of a great day of worship on Sunday and at Plum Creek Chapel in Denver. We had a fantastic day yesterday. I talked about uh, the anchor of the soul from Acts chapter 27 as we uh, continued our study through the book of Acts and uh, looked at Paul's uh, shipwreck there on the island of Malta. And we just talked about Hebrews 6.19, and how different people react differently to, to troubling uh, circumstances. And so I hope you'll go back and check that out. The video is posted at notbyworks.org. And, of course, the podcast audio-only version is also available on our podcast channel. Uh, but looking ahead, we've got, uh, of course, our normal world events update with Randy. That's scheduled for Wednesday this week. Uh, all of this, of course, subject to change as things evolve. You never know. People's schedule changes. Uh, unexpected things come up. Uh, but uh, we've got several things uh, planned. Uh, be sure and check in with our website. And if you haven't already, sign up for our newsletter. We send out uh, a couple of emails a week on average, uh, just updating you when new content is posted. Uh, but uh, uh, tomorrow night uh, is really, I think, going to be a, a pretty powerful night at our weekly Prophecy Night. And, uh, you know, last week at Prophecy Night, 
uh, on Tuesday, I introduced uh, some of the ways the stage is being set demonically. You know, so much of the time we focus on the human element of this Luciferian conspiracy, Satan's human co-conspirators and accomplices. And, and really, that's what my two books, Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1 and 2, are, are all about. They, they set the stage in Volume 1, the first few chapters, biblically explaining the reality of this Luciferian conspiracy, that Satan is, in fact, trying to take over the world, and he's conspiring with uh, unseen evil spirits, demons, uh, as well as human uh, accomplices uh, to do so. And so, but the bulk of the material in the books deals with manifestations of this conspiracy that are on the uptick the closer we get to the return of Christ. And so, so much material there about the human side of things. And so as we've been talking about, uh, you know, why Bible prophecy matters now more than ever on Tuesday nights at Prophecy Night, I decided to spend some time starting last week uh, talking about, uh, you know, the manifestations of of evil spirits. What what are they? We talked about types of evil spirits. We talked about how during the future tribulation period, the evil spirits are going to take on a particularly uh, powerful role. We also talked last week about the Nephilim, the hybrids, and from Genesis 6 and uh, Jude and 2 Peter. And uh, this week, tomorrow night, boy, hold on to your hats. We're going to talk about uh, just the increase in manifestations of evil spirit. And I, I actually put this together last week after Tuesday. I came away from that. I always come away from our uh, sessions just thinking, okay, what can I make more clear? Where do I need to go? Based on the questions, what are some things that we should address? And I put together a list of the ways in which evil spirits are manifest. And, and I'm using evil spirit as a broad term to refer to, you know, demons, Nephilim, all, all, all of the, the above. And so uh, we're going to talk about the different manifestations, uh, you know, of that. And then I've got lots of examples. Uh, and then I'm also going to talk about just evil in general and how sometimes we see evil manifested not in a direct connection to demons. Uh, of course, it's all under the sway of the wicked one, First John tells us. But uh, you know, sometimes evil people just do evil things. So we're going to talk about that. As always, I try to take what the Scripture says and then uh, use it to validate some of the examples that we see. So I've got lots of uh, you know, screenshots and uh, video clips uh, prepared for tomorrow night to just show you uh, the manifestations of evil. And it's going to be pretty heavy. So I want to warn you ahead of time, uh, if you're, if you're uh, one of those that is easily uh, scared, uh, you just be prepared and be prayed up. But we need to confront the devil head on. Uh, you know, uh, Ephesians 6 reminds us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And so if you're going to engage in the battle, as all believers should be doing, then sometimes you're going to have to study uh, the dark side. And so that's tomorrow night. But today, I, as I mentioned, I want to talk about uh, 10 lies that Luciferians, uh, that, that, that the Luciferians have put over on us that most people believe. Or maybe let's say many people. I don't know. I, I don't, haven't polled everyone on earth. But these are things that people tend to push back a little bit when I say them until they've looked into it. And I can't tell you, you know, in the, uh, you know, we've had nearly 20,000 sales of our, of our books in the last year since the first volume came out uh, in uh, last year. Uh, and I've gotten countless emails from people who say, you know what? Uh, I've heard some of this stuff, but I hadn't really 
thought about it and after after reading your book and looking at the documentation you know this this really has changed my perspective i'm realizing that you know uh, i had been lied to and i i'm i'm starting to see the truth and so that's really our goal obviously we want to get the gospel out that's our passion at not by works ministries and so we live in a time when people are waking up to the reality of uh, the dark side and the fact that there's something else at play here that is pulling the strings and so because of that interest people are reading the books uh, the Spirit of the Antichrist books and others. Uh, you know, I'm certainly not by any means the only one out there sounding the alarm. Um, but uh, you know, we always articulate the gospel very clearly in the midst of that. And so I believe God is honoring it. That's why He's opened the doors for these books. But we tend to come up again, against again and again the same objections to people who've never studied it, uh, are just now being exposed to it for the first time, and they say, "Wait a minute." And so I'm going to just kind of walk through 10 of these. But before I do, let me give you some scripture uh, to think about that relates to all of this. First of all, we know that deception is getting worse because 2 Timothy 3.13 tells us evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So, you know, you need to recognize that it is possible, and I'm speaking to myself here too, that we've been deceived in some pretty major areas. And the longer I study this stuff, the more uh, I become aware of the fact that almost nothing I thought I believed in terms of mainstream historical narrative is true. Again and again, we get uh, deceived, and I, and I find this out. It's one of the reasons I believe we're getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord is that uh, the Luciferians are getting exposed. They're having a harder time uh, duping people. And yet, of course, we know biblically that it is getting easier to deceive people. So there's this chasm. On the one extreme, people are more deceived than ever before. But on the other extreme, biblical Christians are waking up and recognizing they've been uh, lied to. Uh, so First John 4, 1, which really serves as the primary theme verse for my upcoming book, Spirit of the False Prophet, Hacking and Tracking Humanity, uh, due out in October uh, possibly sooner, but hopefully by October. First uh, John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So he's talking here about Satan's human agents that are out there spreading lies and deceit throughout the world. And the task of the believer, as John commands us here, is to test the spirits. That's a command in Greek. It's, it's a, uh, you know, a mandate. It's uh, in the imperative. So, Test the spirits, and that's what we need to do. And so uh, that's why I tell people when when I speak and make presentations about various aspects of the Luciferian conspiracy, don't take my word for it. You know, I give you the the resources, I give you the uh, documentation. Go check it out. I'm certainly not perfect. I could be wrong in some areas, and so, but I want you to test the spirits. Check it out. Uh, Proverbs fourteen fifteen says, "The simple believes every word, but the prudent." considers well his steps. We have a lot of fools out there that believe everything they're told. And uh, frankly, I believe we live in a day and age where our knee-jerk reaction ought to be skepticism. We ought to start with doubt. If, if you hear something from the mainstream media and mainstream sources, mainstream narratives, instinctively, you ought to question it and wonder, is this really true? And that's kind of where I've gotten over the many years of studying this, because t again, Every, you know, every time I look into something, I find, oh, don't tell me that wasn't true either. And so I've just gotten to where my knee-jerk reaction is, okay, this is probably not true, but let me check it out. It could be true. 
I mean, not everything in the historical textbooks is wrong. There's some you know, accurate information there. But the simple believes every word. Don't be a simpleton. Proverbs 18, 17 says, The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. In other words, you know, get both sides of the story. Uh, you know, listen to, uh, to you know, get, do the full research. Uh, don't only listen to conservatives who have an agenda. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, but uh, Proverbs 18, 13 says, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. So get both sides of the story. And then, of course, Jesus famously said in his Sermon on the Mount, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Uh, you know, that passage has been completely taken out of context. He goes on to, to say you will know them by their fruits. And people assume he was talking about their behavior there, and they use this passage as a license to uh, reject and hastily conclude uh, that someone is not a believer just because they're living in sin. Uh, now, I'm certainly not suggesting that everyone who claims to be a believer is a believer. There are a lot of false believers out there uh, who've never trusted in Jesus Christ and Him alone for salvation. Uh, but we know that not based on their behavior. We know that based on their own testimony. And that's what Jesus was talking about here. He was really targeting the Pharisees, scribes, the Sadducees. He was saying, these Jewish leaders are going to be saying things that are not true, but I'm going to tell you the truth. So he's saying, you know, the same thing John, the Apostle John later said, test the spirits, beware of false prophets. He goes on to say in Matthew 12 that the fruits that he was referring to there is what they say. It's what comes out of their mouth. It's their, you know, their speech. So that's how you recognize false prophets. Listen to them and then evaluate what they're saying as to whether it is true or not. Uh, and by the way, we, we also should be aware that these false prophets can creep into the church as well. And uh, I'm gonna, that's one of the lies I'm going to talk about here in a moment, one of the objections to this Luciferian conspiracy that I hear time and again. Um, you know, but but we, we need to recognize that in these great last days of deception, the church, many evangelical leaders may not be able to be trusted. Paul talked about uh, people who do not serve the Lord Christ but their own belly and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, 18. So it's not just the world, as John told us, where false prophets are peddling their wares, but it's the pews as well inside the church. And of course, Second Peter talks about this too, and he says, there are false prophets among the people, even false teachers among you who bring in destructive heresies. So the bottom line is, there are many Luciferian lies that people believe, and we need to be on guard against them. So I want to go through 10 of these, just I kind of put them in a, a general order, but it was mostly just the things that have come to my mind that, again, the average person who's not awake to the reality of Satan's agenda to take over this world uh, tend to have trouble believing. And I'm going to just give you some you know, reasons why that's not the case with each one. So number one is a lot of people say... Uh, large conspiracies are hard to keep secret. So I'll hear things like, well, there's no way all this could be true. Surely I would have heard about it. I can remember, you know, 16 years ago when I first went down the rabbit hole, uh, this was very common, but it, it, it's continued pretty steadily throughout my journey. Everywhere I go to speak, people will say, well, how come I never heard this on Fox News? Or how come I never heard this on CNN? Or surely I would have heard this. You know, somebody would have said, they, they, this can't possibly be uh, true. Well, that's a, a lie. The fact of the matter is large conspiracies are very easy 
to keep secret. We've seen this historically. We know the power of deception. There are any number of ways that they can keep people quiet that are complicit in a large conspiracy. They can do it with threats. They can do it with blackmail. They can do it by controlling them. They can do it by threatening their children or their loved ones. They can do it with money and greed. Uh, You would be surprised how easy it is to control people and to keep a lid on large conspiracies. Uh, One of the examples that I brought up often is the Manhattan Project uh, there in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. You know, for many, many months, they more than a year, they worked on this atomic bomb and it involved thousands of people, but it was completely secret. Nobody knew and they were, you know, threatened pretty harshly if they did disclose the secret. And the fact of the matter is, even when large conspiracies do leak out uh, from you know whistleblowers and people like that, uh, the media and others are so controlled that they're able to discredit the, the truth-tellers and continue to perpetuate the lie. So uh, again, all of this I encourage you to do your own research on, but uh, the fact is large conspiracies are not that hard to keep secret. Uh, when you hear that argument, Uh, You need to remind people of that. Number two uh, in the list of Luciferian lies that many people believe, uh, and some of you are going to chuckle when I say this because you're so awake, you've abandoned this thought a long time ago, but I still come up against it time and again, and that is that conservative politicians can be trusted. Conservative politicians can be trusted. That's a lie, but let me let me nuance it a little bit. So, you know, I understand that at any given time there are True conservatives who are have a pure agenda, who in some cases are biblical Christians, who are simply trying to stand for truth, uh, and I understand that, that that it's not you know absolute. They're not not every politician is evil or controlled. There are some exceptions. I get that. I want to give that caveat. But by and large, by and large, most conservatives, especially the ones that you see given the limelight on television and radio. Uh, you know, the conservative pundits, the talking heads, most of them, by and large, are uh, controlled, and you simply can't trust them. And this one, um, you know, I put it near the top of the list here because it just continues to amaze me how easily people will fall in line behind conservative personalities. You know, and yes, we will agree with some of the things that they say. Some of their antics will resonate with us. Um But we need to understand this is all part of the controlled opposition, the Hegelian dialectic that I talk about in Spirit of the Antichrist, uh, Volume 1. Just go to spiritoftheantichrist.org and check out the titles of the the subsections in that chapter, and you'll see more about what I'm talking about here, spiritoftheantichrist.org. But it's a lie that most people believe who think conservative politicians can be trusted. They have bought in to this notion that there is someone that represents their worldview, and they're the good guys, and, and we champion them and cheer them when they're speaking and when they're you know on these talk shows uh, presenting the, quote, conservative view. We tend to embrace them and follow them and, and, and fall in love with them, and therefore we think they can do no wrong. When in reality, most of the time, again, uh, most of the time, not all the time, they are, uh, you know, controlled, and they're simply leading us along. They're not really, uh, you know, uh, presenting 
uh, the truth in a way that we think they are. Now, there are two reasons for this. Sometimes uh, they do, in fact, really believe what they are saying personally, uh, but they are given uh, free reign to present their views, again, simply as part of the Hegelian dialectic to uh, you know, give us someone that we think is on our side, kind of the controlled opposition. But at the end of the day, they'll bring them down, they'll discredit them, they'll cast them aside when they're ready to move to the next phase of their agenda. But on the other hand, you also have, and, and this I believe is the, the, the bigger group, those conservative pundits who don't really believe what they're saying. They're they know they're controlled. They are reading a script and just, uh, you know, furthering the agenda uh, willingly and willfully. So that's number two. So we've said large conspiracies are hard to keep secret. That's not true. Conservative politicians can be trusted. By and large, that's not true. Number three, there is a political right and left in Washington, D.C. Now, I want to talk about this one because this one I get a lot of pushback from because so many of us grew up in a world where we thought, this country uh, is made up of God-fearing, patriotic Christian leaders that can be trusted. And if, if we just elect enough Republicans, then we can take back our country. And that you know the whole battle has to be won at the ballot box and so forth and so on. And, and I grew up in that environment. But I've come to realize that that is simply not the case. And for those of you that are hearing this perhaps for the first time or really maybe have heard it but haven't really you know gone down that rabbit hole, Give me some latitude here. And again, do your own research. Don't just take my word for it. But it is a lie that there is a political right and left in Washington, D.C. Let me, again, expound upon this for just a moment. There is definitely a right and left, or a right and wrong, you might say. There's definitely a moral uh, paradigm according to which one side in the, I'm talking about in general, in the world, according to which one side understands the Bible as the only standard for our beliefs, attitudes, and practices, and therefore there are moral absolutes. And then there's another side that doesn't believe that, is, uh, you know, buys into moral relativism and is liberal, progressive. Uh, ideologically, there is a right and left. That's what I'm saying. But in Washington, in terms of our political system, there is no right and left. It was a contrived uh, paradigm. We know this from reading Carol Quigley. Uh, we know this from some of the leaked documents from uh, you know secret organizations like the CFR and Bilderberg. They are playing us so that they can advance their agenda and if you need proof of this, just go back and look at American you know, history in, in politics. You know, we've had Republicans and Democrats for many years now. Republicans are supposedly conservative. Democrats are supposedly liberal. And if all it took to turn this country around was to elect uh, a majority of Republicans in Congress, in the Senate, on the Supreme Court, and put a Republican in the White House, we would have turned this country around many times because we've had that scenario many times before. We've had it with things like, in my lifetime, the Gingrich Revolution, the Tea Party Revolution, uh, some to some extent the Trump Revolution. So, But it never changes. Nothing ever changes. It just gets worse and worse. And by the way, for those of you who think that the recent uh, Supreme Court decision regarding Roe v. Wade was a victory, you are sorely mistaken. I urge you to read that section in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, where I explain how that was absolutely an atrocity. The Supreme Court, uh, by a 5-4 to four vote in the Dodds decision, uh, uh, crystallized the notion that the unborn have no constitutional rights. The Supreme Court declared that unborn children have no constitutional rights. That's what they said. 
Go back and check it out. If they had constitutional rights, the Supreme Court would have ruled they can't be killed. They can't be murdered. They have the right to life. But by punting it to the states and saying, well, we're just going to let each state make it up, by definition, or each state make that decision, by definition, that means that they don't have constitutional rights. Because our Constitution is very clear. Everyone in this country lives under the same Constitution. And if the Constitution guarantees you a right, the states cannot take that right away. So the Supreme Court only delegates to the states what is not explicitly stated in the Constitution. And the Constitution gives every human being the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So by the Supreme Court ruling that states have the right to decide when, how, and where they can kill babies, uh, that means they don't have any constitutional right to life and liberty. So uh, that was a terrible decision. It was all by design. It's all controlled. So one of the Luciferian lies that most people believe is that there is a right and left in Washington, D.C. And yet what happens is, you know, every two years, we the pendulum keeps swinging back and forth, but the trajectory is the same. You know, that's why we have gay marriage. That's why we have transgender rules. That's why we have so many, you know, infringements upon our rights. And those are um, put forth both by conservatives and liberals, both by Republicans and Democrats. So, uh, I could talk about that one all day because it really, uh, really gets my dander up a bit to think about uh, how many people are deceived into thinking there is a right and a left in Washington, uh, D.C., um, which brings me to uh, the notion of, uh, you know, e elections. Um, you know, another lie that people believe that the Luciferians have put forth is that U.S. national elections are tamper-proof. U.S. national elections are tamper-proof. I've been sounding the alarm on this for, you know, 15-plus years. I've written about it previously. I've talked about it at conferences. I've actually been, uh, you know, confronted uh, with people that were angry about what I have to say about it. Uh, that's becoming less of a pushback these days because uh, everybody with half a brain understands that the 2020 election was rigged. But what most people still don't get is the 2016 election was rigged. The 2012 election was rigged. Every major U.S. national election has been rigged for decades. Once they went to digital vote tabulations, it was extremely simple. It's just a matter of a couple of keystrokes, really, a few keystrokes on some server somewhere, uh, and they can they can completely uh, control the outcome of an election. So we have not had legitimate elections in this uh, at the national level uh, for decades, and yet people still continue to do the same thing. You know what they call doing the same thing over and over again and accepting a different result? Well, of course, it's you know lunacy. So uh, I want you to really think about that one. Uh, I understand the natural burden that people have and the motivation that people have to try to make a difference. But it is laughable to think that you can go in and cast your vote, which then has no uh, chain of custody. It's just dashes and dots on a computer server somewhere in the cloud. And then you sit back and wait for CNN and Fox News to tell you who won. It's absurd. Uh, and there have been many, many documented uh, proofs of this, books written, documentaries produced, uh, even congressional hearings to talk about it. I document this in the book. Uh, this should not come as a surprise, yet it continues to catch people off guard when I say that the U.S. national elections are, you know, rigged. Uh, and they are. Uh, you know, they're, they're, we don't have elections, we have selections. So that's another 
you know, major objection that people have to some of the stuff that I've talked about through the years and, and that I've presented in my two-volume set. Again, not asking you to agree with me just because I said it, but I am asking you to do as Proverbs says, get both sides of the story and check it out. Um, it doesn't mean every single election is controlled to the minutia. There are too many of them to control all of them. And many local elections and regional elections uh, don't use the digital tabulation systems. Um, but uh, once they went digital, uh, it's there's no, you know, no control. There's no way to uh, keep the sanctity of the vote. And so that is a Luciferian uh, lie. Uh, number five uh, that I think really you need to think long and hard about is this. The evil in this world is not as bad as some people say it is. I get that one a lot. There's some kind of cognitive dissonance there where people think, you know, it just can't be this bad. That, you know, they get to a certain level in the stuff that I'm exposing and, and explaining, and they say, wait a minute, now you have, uh, you know, you've uh, entered the, the loony bin. You know, this this can't possibly be true. There's no way people uh, can be that evil. But uh, all you need to do is look at the Bible. The Bible is very clear that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And we have examples going all the way back to ancient times in the ancient Near East in Scripture, in Abraham's day and before, of real people doing very, very wicked and evil things. And because we know that depravity is a degenerative disease, and because we know the Bible says things are getting worse and worse, not better and better, it therefore should come as no surprise to us that the evil in this world is not only as bad as some people say it is, it's actually worse. That's the thing that blows me away. Uh, if you are struggling to believe that something particularly evil could have really happened, uh, let me let me just encourage you to consider the fact that not only did it probably happen, but it's probably even worse than we know. That's how bad evil is. There are very wicked people doing very wicked things in deep, dark, smoke-filled corners of this world that the average person has absolutely no idea about. So don't buy in to the Luciferian lie that the world is not as bad as some people say it is. And that leads me to number six, which is, the government would never hurt its own people. I actually have a whole section about that in uh, my Spirit of the Antichrist books. Uh, so I encourage you to check that out with example after example. Uh, once you understand the wickedness of people, and once you understand that these wicked people sometimes make their way into public positions of leadership in politics, then you begin to understand how indeed rogue elements of our government can have and do continue to hurt our own people. And by hurt, I don't just mean injure, but uh, kill. I mean, if they can put forth an experimental, you know, gene-altering bioinjection death shot that has killed tens of thousands of people, according to the government's own admission in the VAERS report run by the FDA and the CDC, then there's nothing. That they that I wouldn't put past them, and so major you know historical events that I have come to believe uh, were inside jobs and controlled events, and that the historical narrative is not accurate. When I bring those up, and people say, "Well, there's no way the government would kill two thousand of its own people," I just I just laugh. I mean, they do that as an appetizer. You know, they they that's just simple for them to kill that many people. I mean, if they'll kill 
millions of you know human beings in the womb, the most innocent of all human beings who cannot help themselves, trust me, there's nothing uh, they won't uh, do. So you need to think seriously if you still believe the lie that the government would never hurt its own people. Number seven, uh, conservative media personalities can be trusted. I talked about conservative politicians uh, a moment ago, but now I'm talking about conservative media personalities can be trusted. Again, I want to nuance this because I'm not suggesting that every conservative media personality is somehow controlled or lying, but most of them are. Every now and then, somebody slips through the cracks or rapidly you know, starts out at the local level with just a small following. They're good at what they do. They get more and more followers, and first thing you know, they you know, be, get a bigger you know, audience, and they're on some kind of a syndicated platform. Uh, and so, yeah, there are some that you know, are legitimate, genuine, biblically-based Christian conservatives that are out there trying to sound the alarm like, like I am and, and others. But by and large, you know, the major conservative media personalities are all controlled. So people send me clips all the time of something that major media personalities say. And I hesitate to mention names because I know if I do, it's going to turn some of you off because maybe you've kind of hitched your wagon to some of these major personalities. But just know that, I mean, people that appear on Fox News regularly, people that have followers in the millions rather than the thousands, there's a good chance in those cases that they are controlled. And again, I don't say this just because I'm paranoid, although I am uh, pretty paranoid. I'm so paranoid, I think the people in front of me are following me. Uh, but just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they really aren't following me. And just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean a lot of this stuff, everything that I am telling it isn't true. It is. So think through it, check it out for yourself. Uh, but I'm telling you, based on my studied opinion, you know, it is very easy to control these media personalities. Again, we may resonate with what they say. We may agree with the, the things that they say. But what's the agenda? Why are they being given that voice in a clearly controlled state-run media? You know, I talk about uh, the Operation Mockingbird in the books. I document that. Uh, that's still ongoing. It doesn't go by that name anymore, but there's no question that the powers that be are controlling the narrative in uh, the media. So be wary of conservative media personalities, and uh, not all that glitters is gold. And along the same lines, number eight in my Luciferian lies that most people believe would be that conservative evangelical leaders can be trusted. Uh, I think more and more people are waking up to the apostate church in my Tuesday night uh uh, the Time Is Now Prophecy Night series that I'm in the midst of. I spent uh, some time exposing the apostasy in the church and exposing some evangelical leaders. It's funny, a lot of my stuff gets picked up by major conservative media outlets and reposted, both my devotionals, my videos, and my podcasts and interviews. Uh, but uh, a couple of those didn't get picked up. <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of wonder because, you know, it makes me think, hmm. I wonder why. Was it because I criticized, you know, some evangelical conservative leaders? Uh, did I get too close to the truth? I, you know, it kind of makes me uh, wonder. But yeah, there. When you get to a certain level, uh, you know, of, of major, you know, publicity, chances are, you know, you have, you know, sold out somewhere along the way, or. Again, I go back to what I said at the beginning. There are multiple ways to control people. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, 
threats and blackmail. It can be other types of pressure brought to bear. It can be, you know, offering reward. You know, you start giving someone a lot of money and they become dependent on that lifestyle, uh, then it makes it very harder for them to take a stand that's going to impact the bottom line. You know, when people's income depends on uh, you know, what they say, they're going to say what brings the income. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, well, I can say more about that, but just pray for us here at Not By Works, that as the Lord provides more doors of opportunity, that we remain faithful to our core value of the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel. You know, already I've seen in small ways uh, opportunities that have been, uh, you know, turned down uh, because of you know some of the things that we've said, the people weren't comfortable with it, and uh, you know there are some things that we could do, have been tempted to do, have been asked to do that could exponentially increase our audience. And uh, I've so far, by God's grace, have you know been able to think clearly in those situations, see them for what they are, and reject it uh, for fear of compromise. So we need prayer in that uh, in that regard. So that was number eight, that conservative evangelical leaders can be trusted. As with the others, you know, I want to nuance it. There are some great God-fearing, godly, Bible-believing men and women out there who correctly handle the Word of God, who are, you know, having an impact on the body of Christ in one way or another. Uh, Not suggesting that everyone is controlled, but chances are, if you get to a certain level of notoriety, that's the case. Uh, two more here. Uh, we could talk about this kind of stuff uh, for for quite some time, but these are sort of my top ten list of Luciferian lies that most people believe. Number nine: UFOs are not real. Uh, you still come upon this uh, from time to time, even though the overwhelming empirical evidence is that UFOs are real. Uh, as I talk about in chapters nine and ten of my volume two, Spirit of the Antichrist, the question isn't whether they are real and whether they exist. The question is, what are they? So there is global evidence going back centuries, quite frankly, but particularly in the last 70 years in America, of well-documented tens of thousands of eyewitnesses from different perspectives, credentialed people, top-level scientists and PhDs that have studied this stuff at length, you know, paid for by the government, Operation Blue Book, etc. So there's no question these exist. We've seen the video. If you watch uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson, which let me just interject a parenthetical here, see my previous discussion about conservative media personalities and whether they can be trusted. (laughs) But anyway, if you've watched uh, some of the clips and interviews on Tucker Carlson and other mainstream media, you you see that these are real. Uh, The question is, what are they? So uh, I believe, as I explained in the book, that they are demonic, that they're dimensional, that this is part of the unseen realm drifting into the realm of time, space, and matter as as far as part of this uh, spiritual cosmic battle. I won't take the time to turn this into a UFO uh, discussion, but uh, I've dealt with that extensively in the books and elsewhere. Uh, so uh, just be, be aware that when people push back and say, oh, UFOs, you must be one of those tinfoil hat conspiracy guys. Well, you know, that's embarrassing to them because the evidence is so overwhelming today that nobody can really justify um, you know, rejecting. And the same thing with geoengineering and some of the other topics we talk about in the books. You still come across people who are blinded, they're deceived, and they really are passionately deceived. I mean, they really you know, have no, base, no room whatsoever 
no openness whatsoever to you know things like UFOs or geoengineering or some of those things. But uh, that is simply a, a lie. And then finally, uh, and this sort of serves as a summary for all that we've been talking about. But the tenth Luciferian lie that I think most people believe is that the history books are accurate. The history books are accurate. Well. I'm here to tell you the history books are not accurate. Uh, ever since the turn of the 20th century, when the Rockefeller Foundations and many others, the Ford Foundations, the Carnegie Foundation, and others took over the publishing industry and the education industry and the medical industry, uh, they have controlled the narrative. Uh, you know, it's like Winston Churchill famously said after World War II, history shall be kind to me, for I intend to write it. And uh, you've often heard it said that, you know, history is written by the victors. Uh, that's true, but there's also a much darker agenda behind it. There are people whose sole purpose in the Luciferian agenda is to weave together lies and to make things look different than they really are. So what I've learned through studying this for so long is that so much of the mainstream narrative that we've heard about, about American politics, about history, you know, you name it, JFK, uh, all, all kinds of things, is simply not true. And the evidence is right there for anybody to look at if you'll just take the time uh, to look at it. So be very wary of, you know, history books and mainstream narratives, things like Wikipedia. You know, Wikipedia has some, you know, well-documented, accurate information. It can be a helpful place, but when you get to these you know, descriptions, it's kind of like Snopes and the other fact-checkers that are all controlled by the Luciferians. When you get to some of these entries in Wikipedia, it's so obvious that they're just parroting the party line. So be aware uh, that the history books, in most cases, are not accurate. So you need to do your own research about Abraham Lincoln, about you know the founding of this country, about uh, the Civil War, about you know the, the compulsory government schooling and what the real agenda behind that was, about many issues related to the various wars, the Vietnam War and, and the Gulf of Tonkin incident and uh, the uh, World War II and Pearl Harbor and uh, you know you name it, it goes on and on. Uh, you know, recent terrorist attacks and things like that. So, so that's just something that I wanted to kind of lay out here at the beginning of the week. Uh, Luciferian lies, many people believe. Let me run through them one more time. Uh, large conspiracies are hard to keep secret. Not true. Conservative politicians can be trusted. Not true. There is a political right and left in Washington, D.C. Not true. The evil in this world is not as bad as some people say it is. Not true. The government would never hurt its own people. Not true. U.S. national elections are tamper-proof. Not true. Conservative media personalities and conservative evangelical leaders can be trusted. Not true. UFOs are not real. The history books are accurate. Both of those are not true as well. Again, there are exceptions. I gave that uh, asterisk at the beginning there, that caveat. Uh, you know, That is to say there are some conservative church leaders that can be trusted. I like to think I'm a conservative church leader, and, and I like to think I can be trusted. I'm not always accurate, not infallible by any means, but I don't have a hidden agenda. I simply go to the Word of God and do my best to expose lies through the lens of Scripture. Uh, same thing is true with politicians and you know conservative media pundits and so forth. There are exceptions, but by and large... Uh, these are things uh, to watch out for. So thanks for listening today. Uh, again, uh, I encourage you to tune in tomorrow for our Prophecy Night. Boy, what a heavy, 
uh, topic we're headed for. I'm sitting here looking at it on one of my screens. I've been working on it uh, already this morning, and then I decided to pause and just uh, share these thoughts with you in this podcast. But it's going to be a uh, heavy one uh, tomorrow. So again, if you're in the Denver metro area, come out at six o'clock, Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia. All the details are on our website. You can also live stream it. Uh, at uh, we typically kick off the live stream about sometime between six and six fifteen on Tuesday nights. Again, just go to notbyworks.org, click the live stream button, and you can join us that way. And then I know we have about five thousand people. Uh, each week from week to week that uh, join us either live or by watching the video after it's recorded. It'll be posted later tonight or tomorrow night rather after the prophecy night finishes. So that's tomorrow night, six o'clock prophecy night. Uh, World events update with Randy will be Wednesday this week and some other uh, podcasts that we're working on for later in the week. God bless you, everyone. Continue to lift us up in your prayers. I want to remind you about uh, the new merchandise uh, store that we have uh, through our good friends at Red Pill Prints. Uh, what a great group of people. Love them to death. Uh, you can check that out at our website. All kinds of merchandise there if you want to uh, help spread the word. And it's pretty cool because if you wear an NBW Ministries shirt or cap or or you know, use one of our the mugs or all kinds of the merchandise that we have there. People are likely to say, "NBW, what's that? Never heard of that." And then that gives you the opportunity to say, "Well, it stands for Not by Works," and that's the only way you can be saved, and you can then share the gospel. So uh, check that out at NotbyWorks.org, as, as well as a number of other free resources uh, at our website. Thank you, guys. God bless you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night.